to watch the fucking show and you're being a fucking douchebag by standing up and making it all about you going selfie, selfie, selfie. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Oh, it's a very special episode number 90. 90, baby. Whoa, that's uh, that, that's about the average age of the United States Senate, isn't it? It seems that way. Yeah, yeah that's a good number seems like a it would be although it would seem like a low number that you would get fined for breaking a sink in a hotel <laughs> so it all equals out see that's my busting the sink in this hotel what uh, like a year ago or maybe whatever the hell it was that was my one of my sole rock star moments you know well so. because it was uh something that has no apparent reason for happening Yes. Except bad workmanship when it was put in. Exactly. And it was shit workmanship. It was incredible. When I, I got under there to have a look at how it was done, I was like, what? <laughs> ah, a little but crazy then, glue. Yeah. But, you know, you think of even, you know, the thing is, and I've, I've discovered this, is regardless the multi-billion dollar chain, right, they're still at the mercy of local contractors. Yes. And you find a fuck ton of variance in the quality of workmanship from town to town. So there you have it. Very true. Now that the wife works for the uh, building department in our city, you hear all yes. sorts of crazy stuff. I'm sure. <laughs> it's like, yes. okay, you hear like, well, this maybe didn't pass. This didn't pass. You hear all the things when restaurants have issues. You're like, I don't oh. want, I know. I don't want to know. No, you don't want to know. The less we know, the better. Yes. But yet another road trip for you. I mean, last week, was a little harrowing when you were it down sure in, the, in the Mississippi area. How's it been since? Well, it was, it was the, the heat was brutal. It was like Florida heat, man. It was just beyond, beyond belief. Cause you, when you hit, you know, 96, 97, 98 with matching humidity, it just, you know, and what the best was it, it did give me though a yeah, 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 yeah moment with my wife because <laughs> despite, you know, in, in, in the San Fernando Valley, this time of year could easily, you know, for, for days, weeks on end, be three digits plus. Right. You know, with a high of all time in my own backyard, I once recorded a temperature of 123 Fahrenheit. That's fucking hot. However, what they say about the dry heat is true. Um, you know, so this, so she used to complain, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with humidity. So I kept telling her <laughs> the past week, uh, you enjoy, how's this humidity? You enjoying this? Is this good? Is this enough? Is it humid enough for you? <laughs> yeah. And you expect it in Florida. Because sure we, do. we had a few trips, um, usually in September for the wife's birthday. So towards the end of September, where Florida was still deadly when it came to the humidity. But I remember the first time we went down to Fanfare in Nashville there, their mm -hmm. big celebration. I'm assuming they're still doing, but it was in the heart of summer. And it was just unlivable. 
It is. It's unlivable. It's correct. It's the kind of humidity where, as a normal Irish guy, you walk outside and take like five steps and you're like, yeah, I need to go change my shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not True. fun. No. It's, it's just, it's, it's like a stinging heat. It really is. Which is why they don't want you to have the air conditioning, which means half of the country or maybe more is going to be unlivable really soon. This is true. But I think that in some of these states, like in Mississippi, um, that probably won't be happening there. Because I, I suggested to my daughter, because um, she'll be down there you know, by herself, that she at some point down the road invest in a firearm, because you know, we used to go <laughs> shooting now and then. She's right. very good. And I looked it up according to the, the NRA, right? Um, permit for a gun, none. Registration, none. Concealed carry, anytime, anywhere. Right. Open, open carry, concealed carry, we don't give a fuck. I'm loving Mississippi. Yeah. Freedom. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Yes. And everybody, so I thought maybe that's why everybody's so damn polite down here. <laughs> it could be. I know that was like the first thing Adam Curry said when he moved to Texas was everybody's a lot more polite. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And somewhere I want to, I want to see that clip of him with, uh, Leo, that uh, yeah. Leo with where he pulled out the, uh, the judge and Leo shit his pants on the air. So I really want to see that. <laughs> I do think it was the last time Adam was ever on one of Leo shows. <laughs> I think that was enough to be like, Oh geez. Uh, because you can be triggered by somebody holding a firearm in a different state over the internet, looking at them through a camera, you know, through your monitor. It, right. I mean, that's like mind blowing how he would get all bent out of shape. I think it's just a thought that, Oh my God, I'm talking to a gun owner. Ah! You know, how dare he? Yeah. But yeah. this is where the left always tries to get you with the concept that you need more gun laws. And it's like, no, you don't look at the areas where, you don't have to pay to get the concealed carry. A lot more yeah. law-abiding citizens are going to carry the guns. The hilarity is always that the left is twofold. And one, we want, well, they say they want more gun laws, but what they really want is to take the guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens, which is proven by the fact that they still don't want to prosecute gun crimes. We've talked on this show at length of all these liberal DAs, George Soros backed a lot of them with a lot of money and how they don't want to prosecute criminals. A lot of those crimes are committed with guns, but they don't want to put those people in jail. It's like, well, why not? They don't, but we have to get rid of all guns. Well, why don't we put the first, why don't we try this putting the people that use guns for illegal means? Why don't we try putting them in jail first and see where we are? I'm but good with that. It was a fairly quiet weekend in Chicago. Only 20 yeah. shot, three fatally. So that's mm. almost nothing. That is almost nothing. But I, again, you know, like since we've been doing this, I've always said how there's like this weird psychic connection between Chicago and my former hometown, L.A. And I'm sure you've seen those the, the videos of the Nordstrom oh. um, smash and grab party there, which was fucking, you know, just a couple of miles from my former home. I mean, that exact spot where, that you watched, I stood there countless times, you know, getting, you know, purses for my wife for birthdays, anniversaries, whatever. And I just, I, my jaw dropped and I said, holy shit, I got out just in time. Yeah. Lawlessness. Yeah. Yeah. And the fix is, you know, and a couple of people said it in comments. I saw, you know, they said if they just fucking dropped a couple of those guys, bang, bang, you're dead. It would stop. It would stop right. for an entire generation because people, you know, they have a, a memory of about one generation, really. 
it would it would end it right there. But they don't do that anymore. So because it would be in the criminal's mind. Well, is this worth doing? And the answer when there are no repercussions, even if you're caught. Is, yeah, of course, it's worth doing. And I didn't see the videos, but I read an article on this Nordstrom robbery. Yeah. And they said there were about 30 robbers. So, again, this was a mob. I know the mayor of Chicago mob. doesn't like the mob word. Because mm-hmm. I'm guessing also in L.A., it was a bunch of younger people that. Uh, well, they were all masked with hoodies. So it was hard to say. This is age. fair. They, they, they moved like they were pretty damn young. But what, <laughs> what was really funny was, you know, Nordstrom, they're not stupid. And this department is, is some, you know, some really high-end stuff there you know Bottega Venega bags and shit that go for I don't know thousands and whatever it's right next to the jewelry department they had a lot of nice stuff in there but it was also next to an exterior door right so a lot of these handbags I guess they had cable lashed to the 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 stands on which they're perched right and a couple of these fucking morons grab the bags and run and they're taking the entire you know, a, a, a displaced case with them. Right. <laughs> Out the door. It's very funny. He's like, hey, you forgot your bolt cutters, I think, jackhole. Well, they, I mean, yeah. And this was, I mean, granted, probably retail price. And let's be honest, retail pricing on some of the bags and stuff like that are insane. Insane. Yes. But they were claiming about $100,000 in. That's easy. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's not an exaggeration. I'm sure it's not. And you look at that and go, well, why are people doing this? Well, because they know even if they get caught, they're barely going to get a slap on the wrist. Right. Where if there is any kind of real repercussion and there was a, I believe maybe I remember now to be fair, I don't remember if this was in California or if this was a bodega in New York, but there was a case where a guy came in and was robbing the same place like for the second or third time that week. Yes. And the guys that own it finally decided they'd had enough. And the next thing you know, they're out there with what looked like just big mop handle kind of things. It almost looked like a Kenpo stick, but it was a little too long. Right. Yeah. And they went to town on the guy. It was beautiful. I think I think that was in the Bay Area up in the Dvorak country, I think. Yeah, it may have been. Except I'm like, I'm thinking it was either in California or it was in New York. If it yeah. was, if it was in California, I really applaud them because that means somebody is finally fighting back mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of thing that people are going to think twice before they walk into a place because the guy that was robbing them didn't even have his gun out. He was just behind the counter, just clearing everything out nonchalantly, yeah. very calm. Well, he had like one of those, you know. 85 gallon plastic brute uh fucking barrels on wheels right <laughs> he was just shoveling his shit in. he would walk out and it was like with not just items like square yards of, of items. hey if you're gonna insane. shoplift you may as well do it right <laughs> exactly go big uh-huh. yeah <laughs> and then the best is when they're wailing on me screaming on the floor no 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 stop stop but but before they took the sticks i was fuck you what are you gonna do about this well i guess he they showed him uh-huh. didn't they yeah here's what we're gonna do about it we're gonna fucking flail on you with kenpo sticks until you scream and it's just, i mean if, if one person you're right if one person got that treatment at nordstrom yeah the next time everybody's thinking do i want to do this or if you just make it legal to shoot somebody that is robbing you in mm-hmm. a violent manner 
then again, this leads to more repercussions, less people breaking the law. It's always mm-hmm. been the way it is because always some people need the the stick. You yes, know, because they, there must be the key to crime prevention. The key is immediate violent retri- retribution. Immediate. Because at that fucking Nordstrom, there was a smash and grab before I left. About, I think it was in 2021. And it was like deeper into the interior of the mall. And I think it was a jewelry store. And it wasn't 30 guys. It was like four or five guys. And they went in with the, you know, the, uh, the masonry hammers and smashed the display cases and so on and so forth. Okay. Now, about within a few days, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. <laughs> like, am I on a set of a Western movie? There were about five. I don't even know if they were LAPD or chips, wherever the fuck they got these cops from, but they were all dressed like cowboys. They had Stetsons. <laughs> they were on horseback with carbines. Nice. Okay. Patrolling a fucking parking lot. And I, was that a deterrent? Well, Obviously not quite it, not quite so much as was necessary because these guys didn't look like they were worried about cowboys on horses with, uh, with carbines. Well, so. because they know even if caught, no, you can't do anything to me. You're the police. Right. And even if I do go to jail, the DA is going to be like, Oh, Oh, that Gascon bastard. Uh-huh. You know, I, I posted about it on uh, no agenda social with a copy of the, the video. And people are pretty funny. One guy, one guy said something like, "You heartless bastard! That mob—they're—they're they're putting food on the table, right?" <laughs> and this is what they're telling you: why we can't go after them because it's just they didn't. The uh, mayor of Chicago, the new mayor—I think it was right before he became mayor. There was one of these events in downtown Chicago yes. with the mob yes. of children, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You know, they just didn't have the same opportunities as everybody else growing up, so we have yes. to." It's like, no, we don't have to look at it in a different way because there's only one way for justice to work, and that is for it to be blind and deaf and not to treat people any differently based upon their circumstance. There is no way a country can survive, a law-abiding country anyway, on you get to do one thing, you get to do another because of the color of your skin or because of your religion or because of whatever, because of your sexual orientation, you can't tell people, well, you can do this, but you can't. Yeah. That's well, anarchy. Well, you know, that's what protected classes lead to, isn't it? And there's, there's dozens of them now. Really, it's almost endless. Yes, because you can't <laughs> use, you can't use the wrong pronoun because then I'm going to cry. The pronoun. Need a safe space. I hope your daughter's colleges don't have safe spaces. I don't think this one does. I don't think either of them do. Well, you know, we'll find out. You never know until you're really in a situation. But from uh, from all appearances, I think they're they're fine institutions and they're going to thrive there and do well. I hope so. If they don't, I'll I'll have to take things into my own hands. <laughs> hey, they <laughs> had to me, say mean to- things about them on this show. <laughs> Is that it? They yeah. listen. That's how they're going to find out. They'll listen depending on. We- uh, well, you know what? Speaking of listening, did you notice I'm, I'm, I'm behind on everything because I've been so damn busy and I, I'm like two episodes behind on no agenda. And did you notice the boys? They played our guy. They played a clip from fucking Oberman. Are they listening to us, Darren? <laughs> Maybe huh? they should What's be. up with that? I mean, you've been, be. you've been with them almost from the start. Have you ever heard Keithy, Keith the Queef before on? Oh, I'm on sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean. Not to the level. I mean, we've brought him back to prominence, I think, in the in the no agenda group. And who knows? Yeah. We know 
We got a couple of clips today from the clip custodian, maybe. Oh, I good. don't know. I don't know if the cool. clip custodian provided any of those Keith Oberman clips, but we love that clip custodian. Yesterday, we came so close to having the ultimate no agenda rock and roll pre-show with Adam over in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. I had uh, the great John Fletcher from Hog Story on. We were having fun. Nice. Because he and the Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer, they did their show an hour early because the newsletter came out. JCD sent it out. Hey, we're going an hour early. They had talked about it in the previous No Agenda, but in the No Agenda, it was kind of left open. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to read the newsletter to find out. And I did. And when the newsletter came out, I'm like, okay, so Fletcher, you know, that Dusty Apples and uh, the Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer, they did their show at 8 a.m. I came on it like a little early, about a little after nine with them. And then they stuck around. And then it got to be the 11 a.m. Central start. And I'm like, I never got the call from Adam Curry to take that show over. And then it was like five after. I'm like, well, this is new. I'm like, Adam, if you need the stream, just take it. I don't know if you can, if you can, uh, you know, you somewhere that you can't be on IRC, but you can take the stream, which would be rare. Mm. And, And when that wasn't happening, I was finally like. Well, I know he doesn't use IRC, but I'm like, if John C. Dvorak is uh, listening and you're waiting for Adam, can you just let me know on uh, No Agenda Social and Dvorak's like, yeah, I'm waiting. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Good impression. And he was close. He was going. Fletcher was just sending him the link because he said he would come on the Uh pre-show. And that's how Adam Curry would have known something was really wrong when you hear JCD on the stream without him (laughs) before the show. (laughs) <laughs> probably bitching about what was going on and luckily yeah we had some bonus time clip custodian and luckily tina adam's wife her phone start blowing up on twitter and they're at dinner in the hotel and she's like seems like twitter's looking for you <laughs> why, <Whoa. laughs> why aren't you doing the show <laughs> wow that's hysterical so how many minutes in total was he late for blast off it was about a half hour late holy shit i know because he was expecting to go at the top of the hour he didn't know they did agree to go an hour early and then he of course was uh, didn't read that newsletter so there you gotta read the newsletters uh, you have to shame shame maybe we need a newsletter maybe we do i think i'll write it how about that you have to remind people that we're here yes that we're a value for value proposition and that we feature keith olberman and today's show will be no different <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you That's want to, a standard. You want to get That's him right in? Because, I mean, this is key. Sure. Why not? Not disappointing. Okay. And this was posted a little bit differently. Normally, he just posts directly to YouTube, and this is his, hey, come listen to my show. Oh. Well, this was a TikTok that was then posted onto YouTube. So I thought that was a little bit weird. Hmm. But just has. And I'm not taking any credit for this because it was the great one, Mark Levin and others who had pointed out what the Democrat playbook was on Trump, being that the whole concept was they're going to try to tie him to January 6th. And then it's the 14th Amendment saying, well, you were part of an insurrection, so you can't serve. Right. Keith finally caught up to this one. Oh. Two constitutional scholars from the ultra-conservative Federalist Society. Now, the other funny thing is here, he's now going to quote from the Federalist Society, a conservative think tank that I'm guessing he has blasted for everything else they have ever said. Oh, no doubt. 
I always find this hilarious when somebody's like, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I disagree with you. Now, the one time we agree, I'm going to be like, well, these people say they're valid Uh for everything else. They were full of shit. But this thing, (laughs) this thing, they finally got it right. (laughs) Say that Donald Trump is ineligible to be president. And the co-founder, co-chairman of the Federalist Society agrees with them. Quote, Trump cannot be president, cannot run for president, cannot become president, cannot hold office unless two-thirds of Congress decides to grant him amnesty for his conduct on January 6th. Now, what Keith isn't getting wrong here is that he hasn't been convicted of anything for January 6th. Hmm. So I don't know how... How do you give somebody amnesty for something that they haven't been convicted of? Yeah, Keith doesn't sweat the details. It's all about his drama. Yeah. It's like maybe absolution. I mean, I guess you can give amnesty before somebody is tried. I mean, I guess that is a thing, but everybody, except for, I guess, these people that he's talking about Mm. that have looked at this in a fair manner would show that. The case is sketchy at best, and it seems the only way to prove this case would be to prove that Donald Trump knew what he was spreading were lies, that he did not believe them himself. Yes. And that is not going to happen. It requires some some form of mind reading. But, you know, that come on, you know, really, if you think about it, Darren. I don't think they're going to have any trouble with that at all. Well, they'll convict them. That's the that's the essence of hate crime. Most of the time, you know, unless somebody t- you know types something out or spray paints it on a wall, there has to be some 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 uh, some mind reading involved in a conviction. And they're yes. doing real well with those, aren't they? Yeah, well, I was yelling uh, expletives at the TV watching the NASCAR race yesterday when they talked about the the driver getting suspended and then and then quitting the team that he was on. Due to the, you know, obviously racially insensitive George Floyd meme. And it's like, because you're making fun of George Floyd does not mean you're racist or making fun of his race. You're making fun of a person. But everything gets tied in. Again, mind reading. Yes. Like, yeah, I agree. A very lowbrow. It's a very dark humor. It's a very whatever you want to call it. Gallows humor. But. The reality is it happens all the time and it doesn't mean you're racist. Correct. Now, in this case, the great Bill O'Reilly, who is friends with Donald Trump, said he has talked to him multiple times since this. And even before this line of, hey, this is why they're doing it. This is why they're going after everybody that they can on the January 6th thing, because they're using it as precedence. They're trying to build a case. And just think about how sick this is, if true, and it seems it's got some legs. The federal government is intentionally going after citizens harder for these offenses of going into the Capitol because they're trying to get Donald Trump, not because they think the citizens themselves actually deserve to do the jail time they're trying to get, but because the more harsh sentences they can get on those people, the more chance they think they have to convict Donald Trump of something. Sure. It's yes. sick. It is sick. But remember, Chuck, as Chuck Schumer said, it was the temple of democracy. Right. 
<laughs> sure it is. <laughs> Which, you know, again, let's think about it. if it's a temple, then that must mean you fuckers on the inside are the gods, doesn't it? We know that's not true. With eight, but not in their minds. But once that was the line of, hey, this is what they're trying to do. Bill O'Reilly through this whole thing has been like, I've talked to Trump. He believes it. There's nothing you can do. People believe what they want to believe. And the case is really hinging upon the fact that Donald Trump knew that he lost and he made up all of this stuff just to try to foment an insurrection. And it's interesting because his exact words were, let's peacefully march and let our voices be heard peacefully. Yep. But no, that meant for sure, go commit violence. Keith, I guess he's just Keith. Yeah. After a year of researching this, these constitutional originalists not only say secretaries of state in all 50 states cannot put Trump on the ballot, but that if they do, they are breaking the law. Now, can't you wait to see this? The first state that puts Trump on the ballot, Keith is going to be looking for people to be put in jail. Let me replay that for me. That was so fucking preposterous. I need to, uh-huh. I need to hear that again, please. All 50 states cannot put Trump on the ballot, but that if they do, they are breaking the law. Yeah, they would be breaking the law <laughs> by putting Trump on the ballot. Well, after spending five or six days, and I'm going to say right up front, Keith, I don't think for one state, Mississippi gives a fuck. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Nor should they. And no. It's like you want it. Well, although, again, the case can be made that the left wants the United States to have a complete and utter meltdown, to have the chaos, to have the anarchy and this kind of stuff. Weefy will continue to bring that. Yeah. Trump is banned from office for life because of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment passed after the Civil War, excluded because he took an oath to protect the Constitution and betrayed that oath. Now, how did he betray that oath? It seems to me, if you look at it from the Donald Trump side of things, and if you believe that Donald Trump is actually believes that he had the election stolen and that he won, He was trying to uphold the Constitution because that would be, in his mind, the correct result of the last election. So all this stuff getting thrown out like, well, obviously he did this. It's like, well, no, there's nothing that's obvious at all. Yeah. The cases are weak at best. You'll notice in every one of these cases, they're politically motivated. I don't think there's one Republican that is bringing charges against Donald Trump in any of these states. Oh, go figure. It's always the Democrat mm. attorney general. It's always the Democrat appointed, whatever. Right. That's not exactly a swing and a miss, Keith. And as academic as this all sounds, crew, the committee. It does not actually sound academic at all. Just to no, be fair. Doesn't. Not even a little. That <laughs> it's like he cannot be president because no, that. It's not let academic. Me, let me stop you for a second. Yes, sir. You are my sports guru. I mean, the amount of stuff you know is kind of frightening. Really, really when you start talking about it, I begin to worry about you a little bit. But 
The fact of the fact that I barely watch sports at this point too. <laughs> but you used know to too much. Yeah. Clearly, you used to. You know a lot. And I'm kind of. A, I mean, Keithy started as a sports guy, right? right. So I got to. I'm, I'm going to make a big assumption and say that maybe you used to listen to some of his telecasts or whatever you heard before he went political. Did you, were you familiar with him as a sports caster? Not really. Cause even when I was watching sports, I was never watching ESPN. I was never the kind that would tune in oh, every okay. night for sports center and all that. I would watch the white right. Sox game and then turn it off. I mean, that was, right. so, so that shoots down my question, which was going to be, was Keith as big an asshole when he was just covering sports from what I hear. Yes. He Okay. <laughs> well, at least he's consistent. So we'll give him points on that. And I think he moved kind of like uh, Meathead, you know, Rob Reiner. Yeah. I think he had a very similar switch that flipped, and all of a sudden they were obsessed with the political stuff. Yeah. Maybe because they think they can have control of it. The way I cover everything, even with a audience if i had an audience a thousand times or a ten thousand times or a hundred thousand times bigger i wouldn't be in the category of somebody that thinks hey i can go out and change something in the political landscape by saying something by covering it yeah. there are very few people that can do that and i think that is because people are so again they believe what they want to believe there are some of these journalists like Tucker Carlson have a huge audience, but I think they're all pretty much in lockstep as it is. So I don't know, you know, if Tucker Carlson came out unless it was against what their guy is. So, I mean, if he was always a Trump guy and then all of a sudden he found some evidence that would disprove whatever, then I guess maybe he could come out and have a big effect. But I think people are so dug deep into the way they believe things now. Mm. it's getting harder yeah and that's kind of sad but it means that the truth doesn't really matter because people are gonna go hey oh they they, they have a, a trail now of what 30 plus million dollars from foreign governments through the biden family up to joe Nah, not really gonna doesn't, pay attention doesn't matter because uh you know pinheads like um keith and stephen king uh, fuck the facts in their very small brains. He's a decent man. He's a decent man. Right. It was always the most, the, the most common uh, adjective used to describe that asshole. He's a decent man. He's not a decent man. No. Now we're finding out he's not just a serial liar. He's a fucking thief. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that one, that maybe that was the last debate. One of the debates with Trump, when Trump said he made money mm -hmm. from yeah. China, his kid made money from China. I don't even think Trump said, Joe made money from China. He said that his son made money oh, yeah. from China. And Biden said, no, he did not. The only person that made money from China is standing right over there. And he points to Trump. Yeah. Turns out that wasn't true. No. Yeah. For responsibility and ethics in Washington, sued to remove a January 6th insurrectionist from his office in New Mexico. And they won. And they are ready to sue Trump. The remarkable conclusion of the conservative constitutional experts, Trump, ineligible to regain the White House. So they must have some kind of low level politician that showed up at January 6th. He was recalled. So Keith thinks that means Donald Trump can't be president or run. And if they put him on the ballot, they're going to put people in jail. Mm -hmm. 
would love to see that. Yeah. It is insane. <laughs> it is insane. But that's why Keith never disappoints. He never disappoints. He's always an asshole. He's always that far out there, too. And it's one thing to be an yeah. asshole. But if you were an asshole and you were right every now and then, that would be nice, Keith. Yeah. Can be nice. But no, we need to we need to come up with some kind of a bastardized slogan for Keith, like the, the old Maxwell House coffee thing, which is which was attributed to Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know if that's true, but they said that Teddy took a sip of that and said, this coffee is good to the last drop. Right. We need a substitute for a couple of words in there. And reconfigure that for Keith, like stupid to the last syllable, something like that. Right? Yes. Right. That's the insanity yeah. keeps coming. Yeah. And he just looks insane too. Maybe it's the Harry Carey glasses now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's not a good look for him. Now we've got a few things that you brought here as well. I mean, we got Scott Labido. He's, I was looking because I saw the, uh, and I think this was the event he was talking about in your clip. And the local yes. news, I'm surprised I was waiting for Scott to be on the news, but the local news are probably afraid of him. I'm sure they are. Um, yeah, Scott did. Scott was really on fire because he did about at least three, maybe four separate rants on Twitter about this event. Um, so he's certainly passionate about it and, and involved. And, it, and at one point he started, it's, the problem is, you know, a lot, of, a lot of what Scott does is sort of insular and you need sort of a backstory a lot uh, to really set it up and make it work. So I try to avoid those clips, you know, because everybody's not tuned into his uh, his plight and his fight. Right. But in one of them, he, he, he was holding up uh, uh, a copy of a, a local newspaper in Staten Island. And he said, you know, these people are so full of shit. Uh, you know, they covered the event we had to protest the, the migrant housing uh, in their neighborhood. And they said about, you know, approximately 300 people showed up. And, and, and he says, fuck you. It was a thousand people. And then he, he showed a video clip and I got to say, Scott's head count is a lot more, a lot more accurate than the, uh, than the newspaper was. It was definitely well over a thousand people at this thing. So anyway, and that's also not a surprise, not a surprise in the least. No. So, yeah, so there's, there's this Scott clip. And then interestingly enough, um, I found, uh, when I was listening to the boys, like I said, a, a couple of shows back. There's a, uh, we can follow that up with a clip from Adam that sort of is a really smart, not a counterpoint, but a sad uh, realization that, that maybe Scott might come to. I hope not, because then we'll have a lot less material for this show. But there True. you go. Yeah. I'm telling you fucking people. Take Stop. It off, Stop. Okay. I, oh, I that was quick. To, I forgot to preface <laughs> this with one more, one more comment. Dear Muffs. Darren, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, this this should go down in history as the greatest anti-recruitment speech ever given. Because remember, when you want to get somebody over on your side and to help them to help you out with something, the best thing to do is call them motherfuckers, cocksuckers, and assholes. Right out of the bat, right, right out <laughs> right. of the gate, first thing. <laughs> right. Show your serious. It's so fun because, but you know what? Here's I, I feel this guy's pain. I really do because he's. I think he's a hundred percent authentic. You know, his message is good. His is it's, it's all good. But I think he's so frustrated by the lack of support that he's getting. That it just comes, you know, the rage comes tumbling out. And I hope people don't, don't take offense at this. But if, if he was trying to recruit them, it might be a little bit counterproductive, yes. his approach. And yes. it's understandable because once it is, once you see the light, 
Yeah. Once you feel like you've been privy to understanding what's going on and 90% of the people around you just don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. And maybe we're the ones that are wrong. It's always possible, no, but we're not. The, the problem is the, there's a geographic solution to Scott's problem. And, you know, I grew up in New York and I know it very well. And it's, I'm sure it's only because as I always say, as people age, nobody ever changes. They just become more intensely themselves. That's right. a fucking fact. It really is. I'm living proof. And, and the same is true mostly of, of you know, whiskeys, wines, and, uh, and, and cities. And New York was, you know, what it is when I lived there a long time ago. And I'm sure it's only worsened. And so the, the vast, vast, overwhelming majority of the population um, does not think as Scott does. And that's why he's so fucking frustrated. And, you know, I admire him staying and fighting but i i didn't in la i got the fuck out at first i got out of new york then right. I went to la when i fucked that up i get out of la so well and it's yeah. being pushed as a race thing again which it it's is not. not not at all not at all but it's easy if you're on the left to be like oh sure. of course they don't like oh. the immigrants of, of course and this is new york city man this is the city built on immigrants sure is maybe more than any other in this country probably yeah and the reality is, no, it is about the resources available and how they're being allocated. But yes, we'll go back to the Scott clip and say, kids, earmuffs. <laughs> I'm telling you fucking people to get off your fat fucking milk and honey, lazy asses and fight like there's no tomorrow, because this is the end. This infiltration, this open border is fucking up everything. Hey, 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 I'm going to go to the beach. The Yankees are playing. You people make me more fucking pissed off than these cocksuckers that allow this shit to happen. <laughs> I do like the sirens and everything the and the seatbelt right? thing going seat off. Gong. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows you what's going on. He's just doing this as he's moving yeah. about the great city of New York. Yeah. I'm done with fucking fighting them. I'm calling you cocksuckers out. <laughs> you lazy motherfuckers. <laughs> Tomorrow, Saturday, if you're in the New York City tri-state area, get your fucking lazy asses to Staten Island. Midland Avenue and Father Capitano Boulevard, where they want to house hundreds of these young military-aged men in your fucking community, where your young lady, your young daughters fucking play, where your kids go to school. This is a fucking invasion. It is an act of war, not from abroad, but from right the fuck here. This fucking administration. Oh, great. Hunter Biden. Oh, yeah, we're going to get him. That's another fucking shiny set of keys. Every motherfucker in this country should be out in their communities tomorrow at 1030 and fight. This ain't the only place this is happening. I know you folks in Queens are fighting it up there. It's happening all over the country. This is the end of times for all of us. When are you dumb fucking sheep going to wake up? It's a valid question. He's not wrong. 
And what he said was, I mean, again, you can look at video after video after video. And what's streaming across that southern border is dudes, yes. young dudes. There are very few women and children, very right. fucking few. What the fuck are they doing? He's he's not wrong. Well, that's the story you want to hear. Oh, they're just breaking up families. These sure. Are, no. sure. Yeah. And this happened in Chicago. I think we covered it a few weeks ago where there was a local meeting where a lot of they wanted to house a bunch of these immigrants in one of the schools and the local neighborhood. People did not like that. They're like, we have homeless on the street. Why aren't we taking care of them? We have vets. Why aren't we taking care of them? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know that scumbags like Hulk Jewel, uh, right? They're always going to go for the soft targets. And when uh, when Greg Abbott shipped a couple of busloads to Martha's Vineyard, which is our ex-president Obama's hometown now, isn't it? Boy, didn't they offload them real fucking quick. Yeah. Probably there are probably more spare rooms and spare vehicles and filet mignons being tossed into the garbage every night in Martha's Vineyard than maybe anywhere in the country. But gee, they just couldn't find any room. How many spare rooms does Obama have? I bet he's got a dozen. He's got a $15 million mansion. It's got to have a lot of rooms. He can't be using them all. Right? I know he, has an he, op- has a- he has an opening for a chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too soon no not at all not for me uh yeah yeah right um so and, and it but, has nothing to do with the color of the chef's skin you see how this all works <laughs> it's comedy it is time well maybe not enough time but you know tragedy plus time equals comedy yeah and this yeah. is the insanity here is there's a system in place for people to immigrate into the united states there is the well, legal way to do it well, that's the core issue. That is the core issue. It, fuck the resources. This No, 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 no. That's all bullshit. That's smokescreen crap. There is a legal way to get into this country. And if that was adhered to, there would be no problem. But these are all line jumpers. These people enter illegally. They don't give a shit. And now this is what we're facing. Okay. If, they're, if, they're, if the law, if we were indeed as, 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 douchebags like jack smith like to say we're a nation of laws and nobody's above the law i guess all these fucking guys streaming across the border they are above the law aren't they yes they are oh yeah and the people robbing the nordstrom about no we don't above the law yeah don't need to put them in jail either no but trump we're worried we're worried that he lied yes not that he stole anything not that he killed anybody hillary ss the nation group but that he lied well, let's talk about lies for a minute and, and what they accuse Trump of, of his lies. Trump is a classic New Yorker in that he loves to speak uh, hyperbolically. He, he likes to exaggerate. And that's just part of the culture there. You know, you look up in the sky, you see a flock of birds. Holy shit, there must be a million birds up there. Well, we know there's not a fucking million birds up there. <laughs> Maybe there's a couple of hundred at best, but that's the way people talk from New York. And he had the same thing about everything is huge and tremendous and millions of people, and all this shit. And they, they label those lies. Those are not lies. Those are exaggeration. You want to know what a fucking lie is? Here's a lie. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. That's a fucking lie. Yeah. And I was told that was a lie right? from my doctor. So, I- <laughs> yeah, right, right. And how about this? This vaccine is 100% safe and effective. That's a fucking lie. Yes, it is. And yeah, the about- data is disproving that. Totally, totally. Okay. Lie, lie, lie. But those lies are okay because of the mouths they came out of. Yeah, and they'll tell you it was for the... For the greater good. And I give some people a little bit of leeway 
on that because most people weren't read in. I mean, as if you're looking for, you know, your local mayors, I mean, not the mayor of Chicago or LA, but there were a lot of small town mayors who were basing their decisions on lies they were being told or mistruths they were being told from the CDC and, you know, the Fauci's of the world. And this is how you got everybody in lockstep. Yeah. And if calling them out, we saw what happened to those doctors. A lot of them still fighting to get their practices back. Sure. Sure. And as no agenda pointed out, they still go PBS to the pictures of horse paste when they talk about ivermectin because they don't want to admit that it was a human medication, that there was actually a Nobel Prize or something won for Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I have a niece who just because she's got a nursing degree and she's working and she refused to, to take the jab. And, um, I, I actually append her, um, her, uh, exemption letter for her, which be the Sterling scribe. I am, you know, got her off the hook. And, um, did you sign Dr. Fauci at the bottom or <laughs> Dr. Vinnie Boombats, who's uh, hey. Rodney Dangerfield's personal, personal uh, doctor. But anyway, she's now working and twice she has now had to sort of re what's the word um, redefine reassert her reason for not getting the jab. And this is how ingrained this is in the fucking industry. Okay. This thing has been proven to not be safe, not be effective, but still these douchebags. Why didn't you do that? Why did you justify your existence to me? Fuck you. Okay. So I'm not, I will, I will not cut those, those small town doctors, any, or, or mayors, any slack or these so-called medical professionals. No, this is this, you know, Adam was right. It's a fucking religion. Have you accepted this into your life? And if you're not on board with the, with the religion, they're going to shun you as an apostate. That's what's going on. And it's still going on. And it's catastrophically fucked up. No, my body, my choice. I heard that from the left. What about that? Yes. (laughs) Where'd that go? I don't know. Where'd that go? I hear that all the time, too. But yeah, if it's for uh, cutting a baby out, that's my body, my choice. If it's taking a vaccination. That's your body, our choice. And there was a time where a lot of people, because the data was not there, believed that the Chinese virus was going to be way more deadly than it turned out to be. Oh, complain. I, I blame no one who was advised by trusted professionals to take it and did or were strong armed into it at, at the peril of their of their ability to to feed themselves. Right. They have a job. Millions. There were millions like that. And so were just fucking terrorized into it, too. You know what? That propaganda was very powerful stuff. It was very well executed. OK, so they all get a free pass. But the ones that ran into it. Like, you know, sign me up. Where do you know, where, let, let me, you know, jab me now because I want to be part of your fucking group. Well, right. fuck them. Oh, the fuck people them. that ran into the mRNA shots are. Yes. Yes. It's, it's still concerning to me because you have no idea what you're doing. The J and J shot, which I took, was completely vilified. Yes, it was. That was interesting to watch as well. Yeah. But now we see that doesn't even exist anymore. So it's like, well, I'm long right. done with uh, with getting any of them their shots. Yeah. It's incredible. It what is. What a world we live in. Well, it is <laughs> because it's like, you know, for most people, they have no idea. And the fact that it sounds like they're wanting to roll the flu shot and the COVID thing together. Now it's like, well, oh, I sure. guess I'll never get a flu shot again either. Don't ever. Don't ever. Don't get one. Don't do it. 
Like we want to, we just want to give, we want to make you safe and convenient. Don't forget uh-huh. convenient convenience is the handmaiden of tyranny. Always. You know, when it sounded like there was medications and I have not followed this because COVID died off. I mean, it's still out there. Don't get me wrong. There's still whatever they were calling COVID. That virus is still out there in a much weaker form because this is what happens with viruses. Most as people, real, as, as real doctors predicted, it would be. Yes. Let's not forget, not the quacks and the scumbags. Yes. Well, yeah, because most people understand if they understand the science, the Spanish flu from what was it, 1918 mm-hmm. is now part of just the regular flu that comes around every year. There's a little bit of that Spanish flu in there. Mm-hmm. Just the way it is. It's never going to go away. So I haven't followed this, but we were promised years ago when the vaccines were coming out. Hey, Larry, we're really close to a pill that'll just eradicate it. So if you get it, you'll take the pill. You'll be fine. It'll be like nothing. Once and done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, where's that? Because that would be make a lot more sense to me to be able to take your little five pack of pills than uh, if you get the virus rather than continuing to expose your body to something that is nothing more than experimental medication. Mm-hmm. And again, it's weird. It is, it is weird, weird that, is weird. Uh, you know, my wife never got it, never even got the sniffles. That, you never did. We, we must be distant relatives because uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> There's something there where it's like, nope, didn't happen. I mean, she had the J&J nope. shot. So, I mean, she had at least the, you know, okay. uh, probably a greater chance of getting it after that. But I mean, you probably had it. I, mean, I would be interested. Do they still have the blood test that you can find out? I mean, you don't want to send this in to anybody. Know. I don't know if you had somebody that uh, you could trust that would do the test. Like did, is there any remnants of this showing up? If if I did, I was 100% asymptomatic, right? Because for the whole siege, I never even had the sniffles, headaches, nothing, nothing. So, you know, I don't know. That's what you want. (laughs) But my family did. My whole family did. They all did. And you were around. It's not like you hid in the basement, like uncle Joey (laughs) or uh, Cuomo. (laughs) No, right. Right. Uh, That that was uh, another big moment there. Big moment. Look at me. I'm coming out of my basement. <laughs> well, you know, it's a big deal for Uncle Joey. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, why not for the Cuomo brothers? <laughs> now, you have a clip here of Adam Curry. We the one yes. and only Adam Curry. The one and only Adam Curry. And after I, I, I grabbed that, uh, the Scott clip, I thought to myself, gee, you know, Scott would would probably do well to listen to this clip from Adam because I think Adam really summarized the state of of american awareness of politics and it's it's a short clip but he really he really nailed it i think and and that's that's why it's here people don't care about what's going on in the world what's going on in politics what's going on in africa or china or ukraine no i can get a free game console from kai senat from twitch i'm game i'm in no, no, no. Jake Paul is gonna gonna box. Whoa! He's gonna box again. He's gonna box again. This is what people are doing. They've checked out completely. Completely. We we are just really mumbling and grumbling for a we're small percentage. Be, we're pissing in the wind is the old term. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We're just mumbling and grumbling away on a podcast for the people who are left who care. Some guy's podcast. <laughs> some, on some guy's podcast. <laughs> yeah there you have it i think he's so right you know and um the 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 few there's so few that seem to be truly aware of what's happening it's terrifying 
Well, and that kind of echoes what I was saying earlier. It's like, no matter what we say, it's really to think that it's going to make a difference at this point. There are no more, you know, the town criers. There's no more. Somebody's going to come out and warn people and they're going to go, wow, why didn't we think of that? No. Everybody is very self-absorbed. It happens to all of us at times. I don't think there's a uh, question about that. I think some of us at least try to view the world from different viewpoints and try to get your news sources from a variety of places. As much as I hate it every now and then, I go to see what CNN's saying about stuff. I see what MSNBC's saying. Now, I go to Drudge, but that's so useless now because he is just nothing but anti. Oh, he's a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Anti-Trump. It's interesting, though, because there's a very conservative bent site, very much like Drudge, called offthepress.com. Oh, I got to check that out. It's my go-to now instead of Drudge, but the most interesting days, because it's a very similar layout and everything else, the interesting days are when the same story appears on both of those sites. Then you know there's something there. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That's how you know that there's something there because the society now as a whole is changing. I mean, it seems crazy because we grew up at the same time and I think we both heard all the stories like, you know, from your parents and grandparents and you're like, ah, that all that's bullshit. How can things change that quickly from Mm. one generation to another? But I mean, it's getting crazy. It is getting crazy. I got a question for you. Adam mentioned, you know, Jake Paul and whatever the hell that Game Boy shit was, so on. Yeah, the Twitchers and the Twitchers. Yeah. Yeah. The people that are the influencers. And then Scott, you know, he kind of said the same thing with the Hunter Biden stuff, whatever. So my question is this some of this stuff is clearly just organic shit that's always been a distraction that people are going to be involved with. You know, the, you know, Lizzo, whatever, crap, absolutely meaningless crap that isn't the pimple on the ass of, of history at all. Right. But how much of that do you subscribe to as Adam and John do that are absolutely government orchestrated psyops? to distract you how much of that do you buy into i don't think it's government orchestrated i don't think the government's smart enough to fucking do anything like that well they did that good job with the january 6th didn't they well i don't even know how much the government did as opposed to again all of these talking heads that have this biases because it's it's interesting when you look at and this has caused obviously the whole election in January 6th. That's where all of the lawsuits came out about Dominion and all this. But we had the Sean Hannity's and Tucker Carlson's and Laura Ingraham. You know what that side was saying. But then you yeah. also knew the Rachel Maddow and Keith Oberman. They were going to be on the complete opposite spectrum of that. Right. But it does seem like, I don't know if it's rock solid, but it seems there's a lot of evidence that says that there was you know, a, a dozen or more federales at that party at J6 to, oh, to yeah. as agent provocateurs to egg people on. Now that, that I would say is an absolute government intervention psyop to create an outcome. No, we know they were there. I have not seen the evidence yet. Now you can make a lot of guesses and you can make a lot of assumptions and I can't disprove any of those, but I can't prove any of them as of yet. I don't think there's a question that there were a bunch of plain clothes whether it was FBI, other three-letter agencies, or local police, or whatever, in that crowd. Because I think that always happens. 
I think if you go to a, you know, World Series game, I think if you go to a Taylor Swift concert, there are multiple people in that audience who are being paid to be there for security, for whatever, that you're never going to know. That's just part of, and you know, unless they're needed, it's kind of like the air marshals on a plane. Unless they're needed, you're never going to know they were there. Do they even still have air marshals? I haven't heard much about them in years. I believe so. Okay. Which, again, if they don't want you to see them. So there's, yeah. that's the beauty of that. I have no doubt that there were government agents or plants in that crowd. Were they there to rile people up? I mean, it's a good conspiracy theory, and it is quite possible. But we haven't gotten that smoking gun yet. We haven't proven that yet. But it can certainly have happened. I mean, the Ray Epps case is the biggest one that has gotten that's, the most. That's the 800 pound. That's the, you know, the, or the elephant in the room for sure. Yeah. That guy, because if it can be proven that he was doing this intentionally at the behest or being paid for by whoever, well, then you have a whole different story to tell. And it's interesting because the media is covering him so much that he can stand up at this point and say, I'm suing because my life was ruined. Mm. Well, you can only do that if what was being said about you wasn't true. If somebody can prove that it's true, well, then, you know, you can tell that story. But if you know the media is going to cover you, that's the one thing at this point with the corporate media being 95. 95% in the can for one political ideology. It becomes a lot easier to push these things. But is this the Mandela effect or did I not watch video of Ray egging people on to go take that capital? Or did I imagine that I saw that? I don't know the exact words, but in one of the researches, uh, you know, sprees that I was doing is because that would, was that what a lot of research would be called a research spree? I like that. <laughs> that uh, I uncovered the, and at least I had never heard of it. The this little bit of evidence was that one of the pieces of evidence against Epps was a text to his nephew, I believe, while the January sixth thing was blowing up. A text to his nephew that said, "I did that." <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, like this, like the gas pump sticker with Joey. I did that kind of, I mean, I believe those were the words. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, Murray N says, he said, we have to go into the Capitol. That was his exact words. I don't know if he said mm. into the Capitol or to the Capitol. That, in that case, that one small change would be important saying we have mm-hmm. to go to the Capitol. That's absolutely fine. Saying we have to go into the Capitol. That's a little different. Yeah. So the minute details, very important and having a text message to a relative that was like, I caused that then caused what? And his answer to that was he was just being like me and bloviating. You know, I was just, you know, trying to show off. Well, yeah, but that's can Donald Trump use that excuse now? Because Donald Trump was always trying to show off, and that's how he gets into trouble with a lot of stuff, as you said, by speaking in hyperbole. Yes. So this guy saying, hey, I caused that. I did that. But what did he do? What did he cause? And if he's admitting that he sent the text and he was like, wow, I was just trying to look cool in front of my 
Wait, but you were trying to look cool by saying you started an insurrection at the Capitol? That seems odd. That's not something most law-abiding normal. And anybody that knows their text messages can be read by the government. Yeah. I don't think that's what you would say, which also makes me question if he was an FBI plant, you would know your fucking phone is not secure. So to text that would be the dumbest possible thing you could, unless that was part of the play. Well, he doesn't look real bright to begin with. Just saying. A lot of the government ops are not because that's how they yeah. get them to do the dumb things. They're like, they're, they're monkeys. Well, let me be sure, Larry. Uh, I'm going to get you a bunch of explosives so you could take it to a federal <laughs> building, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, boss. I'm going to take the file. I'll take them. Yeah, that'll be great. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to wonder how half this stuff happens. And that's like I said, I just don't think our government's all that bright. But I could be wrong. I'm sure there are some people that are that are able to pull this kind of stuff. But I think a lot of it is just people believe what they want to believe. I think there's a whole new entitlement and there's a whole new way of thinking. And oddly enough, Whoopi Goldberg, I think, is going to show that for us. Oh, God. And you know what? We're going to agree with Whoopi here. That's the scary part. I just want to warn you, we're about to agree with Whoopi. Lay it on me. Everybody be very careful. But this goes back to something we covered a show or two ago, the Miranda Lambert yelling at her audience for taking selfies in the middle of the show when she's trying to sing a song. These girls are worried about their selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. If they paid money for the tickets, they came to see her. So if she's singing, at least a little respect, so that knowledge you can see her, she can see you too. I'm not split on this at all. Now, this is Sonny Hosteen. Okay. So this is the uh, two black women that are on The View about to have different points of view, which is good TV. I don't know, son. I mean, the only one I think, I know Behar and Whoopi. I don't think I know any of the rest of them. I I couldn't, I couldn't take more than 10 seconds of watching any of it but okay so sunny sunny's just another another yammering broad on this show yes i take okay. who obviously unlike whoopi goldberg has never stood up on a stage and i think Wo- uh, whoopi has done plays i n- believe whoopi's oh, done stand-up whoopi's a very skilled performer no matter what else you can say about her she's goddamn good she's a great comic she's an excellent actress she's also sometimes a cretin Right. She she absolutely is talented in that regard, no question. But she understands being on stage where I don't oh, yeah. believe yes. Sonny Holstein does because this is what she comes back with. Okay. The uh, expensive tickets in the VIP section that they were in uh, are $757. Mm-hmm. Now just did you this is the the views audience. Did you hear that reaction when, you know, the tickets in that section were 700 and whatever dollars? Ooh. <laughs> like what what does that have to do with anything nothing absolutely nothing but that's that's her case here let me replay this uh, expensive tickets in the vip section that they were in uh, are 757 dollars mm-hmm. i'm gonna take as many selfies of, <laughs> as i want if i paid 757 dollars i'm sorry you know just what? me so now again the audience responding to Sonny Holstein saying, of course, if I spent that kind of money, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm paraphrasing. But that's what she's saying. You're and, right. And the audience is like, yeah, it's like, yeah. and like, what about all the people 
that are sitting right next to you that also paid that kind of money who want to watch the fucking show and you're being a fucking douchebag by standing up and making it all about you going selfie 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 that's your cold opener right there bubba <laughs> snip that now time stamp that time stamped but it's absolutely true it's like you are it not true taking into account well i paid this much money so fuck everybody else i'm gonna do what i want i don't care if anybody around me likes it i don't fucking care if the person i spent that money to see likes it or not now does does whoopi have an answer for sunny or what what does she just let that drop or what no whoopi whoopi holds her ground here Take this home. If you're going to spend $750,000 to come, $750 to come to my concert, then give me the respect of watching me while I'm doing my thing. Or don't come. Maybe I want to play it again. Well, it doesn't mean you can't What does that mean? Maybe I want want the the picture and I want the music in the background. Oh, maybe I want the music in the background. Well, then. Believe in, you know, again, you know, Whoopi, she's, she's half right because, you know, people really. They don't owe you any respect, Whoopi. Maybe they're coming to hate listen to you. But right, they do possibly. owe the other they do owe the owe the rest of the audience some respect. Yes. Okay. That's that's what's really at issue here. And there are different performers who have handled this kind of a situation in a different way. I mean, I like the Whoopi just stay home if you're gonna not yeah. act in a manner in which is proper for the venue. And there are some Artists that don't care what you do. I mean, Sam Kinison, we played the clip when somebody tried to heckle him and, you know, found out what happens when you try to heckle Sam. (laughs) That keeps them people, most people from doing that. But you, without respecting the people that are around you, I mean, one, that's just horrible because this is the reason I don't go to concerts anymore is because I'd be the asshole that would spend, you know, if they're $750 a ticket, which I can't even, for my wife and I, I can't even imagine spending 1500 bucks to see anybody. No, nor can I, nor would I. No. But if you did, and then the assholes in front of you were standing up the whole time and taking selfies, because this is exactly what happened in front of us when we saw Michael Buble like eight years ago with my parents. I can't believe you just admitted that. I mean, no, actually, no, no, I, come on. No, I like a nice it. guy. Actually, you know what? He's, I, I, you know what? I, in my, in my, here's what happened. I had a brain fart. And when you said Michael, I thought you were going to say Bolt. Bolt. No, no, no. Buble. <laughs> Buble is very good. The Canadian Sinatra wannabe. Yeah. He's got that smooth. I mean, and Buble. He's very good. There's no doubt. The guy's excellent. Yes. And he can sing to fill a stadium, which most singers at this point can't. They rely on the microphone they rely upon being able to have that magic of electricity and amplifiers fill the arena and you're telling me Bublé doesn't use amplification well he does but there's one point which was born of a power outage that i don't know if he still does it in the shows he was doing it when we saw him but he explained exactly why and this was in the arena that the Chicago Blackhawks and Bulls play in. So it's a hockey basketball dome, you know, fits 20,000 people or so. And at the one point of the show, they turn everything off and he sings the end of the song without any amplification. Holy shit. And it was impressive. So he's operatic. Yeah. Really good. Wow. Okay. That's impressive. It's like, that's, 
show me a lot of artists that'll go to that oh. level. It's like, wow. Yeah. You know, and we were halfway back on the main floor and we could hear them. And I believe that the way these things work, the, uh, you know, even if you were in the upper balcony, you could hear that. That was truly unplugged. Right, Murray. That's absolutely unplugged, <laughs> unplugged. Yeah. But this is where we are as a society now when people just want to take their selfies. They don't care about anybody else around them. Yeah. And there are artists that do this in different ways. And I love Joe Jackson, another artist that I think just has a great catalog and a hell of a uh, disposition because he's another one that's yelled at fans. Good. You know, to shut up. And Springsteen had done this every now and then too for certain songs. And I know he's a liberal douchebag and all, but there were a few songs that, you know, he threw into a set list and he was like, you know, I'm just going to ask everybody, you know, don't clap along. You're going to fuck me up. It's a little acoustic thing. Don't scream or anything. And yet people did exactly that. No shit. And it's like, you know, show a little respect. I mean, there are parts yeah. of these shows yeah. where you can go crazy. Yes. And I think this is where Miranda Lambert, if anybody is like, oh, what a prima donna. It's like, no, I think this was during a very personal song, you know, a more acoustic part of the evening. and. When people are just acting like assholes right in front of you, you cannot ignore that. If people are doing this in the front row of the venue, I don't care how much money they spend. But this is what you get because people figure I spent the money, Larry. I should be able to do whatever I want at this concert because I spent the money. If I want to scream at the top of my lungs or sing off key for the whole fucking thing, why should I not? Here's the solution. Bring a squirt gun filled with cat piss. <laughs> is this legal? This is not legal uh, advice. That's for it's sure. Not, it's not a firearm. True. <laughs> like, bam. If they're going to ruin your show, you can ruin their night or their clothing. And that's it. <laughs> and that is it. And but this is why it's so hard to go out and have a good time anymore. True. Really. It's we're all becoming shut-ins. You're right. Because people do not have respect for each other at all. And this is a part of the divisive nature of all of this. It is the, you know, black against white. It's the rich against poor. It's all of this. There was a story about some uh, mansion somewhere that people just sprayed graffiti all over and trashed. And it's like, you know, fuck the rich. It's like, mm, I don't quite understand. You don't get to be like, well, respect me, but I'm going to go after you because of whatever. Sure. What can you do, though? Really? What can I, you do? I like the cat piss thing, though. <laughs> I thought you would. <laughs> I'm going to use that somewhere uh, along the line. <laughs> the tough thing would be filling that squirt gun to begin with. I don't know how you do that and not, you know. Uh, you find a seven-year-old who's really yeah. good with squirt guns. <laughs> oh, like, hey, do me a, a kid, favor. Huh? Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, then you, got, then you can buy that. I mean, it doesn't even have to be cat piss because you can buy, like, deer urine and stuff at the yes. hunting store. So. Yes. I used to work with a guy, and he was a big, uh, he was a big hunter. And one day he, he, he says to me, hey, you want to smell something really bad? No, no, I don't. He's not just take a look. <laughs> right, because when somebody asks that question, the correct <laughs> no. answer is no. No, no I, do I don't. I don't. I don't. But he was a good guy. I could see, you know. So, okay. I'll, and he had a bottle of something called Buck Lure, right? For apparently, you know, deer love it, whatever. Whole, that was one of the most fouls, foul scents ever. Couldn't believe it. So Buck Lure would do it. Ah, one day that'll just be cologne that's being sold 
<laughs> you wait, you see. Now you have this clip. I am after listening to this. I am a thousand percent sure this is a deep fake of our vice that's, president. See, great minds think alike. I, that's that was what I was going to say. It sounds to me like a deep fake. It does, but who cares? <laughs> right, right. And I, I mean, I brought it and, so the levels are a little yeah. better. And as the levels yes. got better, I'm like, oh, now I understand why the levels on it were bad because they were trying to cover up some of the yes. Yes. And the face, the, the, there was a video that went along with it and her face was like, remember the old thing, um, the late eighties or nineties, there was a character called Max Headroom. Yes. Right. And he, they kind of had him like fritzing, like the vertical hold was busted on an old tube television and her face kind of had that, you know, it was just that fritzing thing. It didn't look natural, but it was so good. I couldn't, I couldn't not include it. So yes. in the Max Headroom, there was a hack of the uh, station here in Chicago, the PBS station, I believe it was WTTW. One of the most famous hacks of all time. I don't think they've even for surely figured out how this happened back in the 80s, but somebody took over their signal for like, I love it. 45 seconds or something and played a, it was somebody that was doing like a max headroom kind of a thing. Uh Yeah. The clip custodian already has got the, uh, God, he's amazing. the links to the max I headroom. Just, I just said, hey, maybe the clip custodian's a she. Do we know? No, we do. We, he's a he. He's definitely oh, a, a he. dude. Okay. All right. But let's hear the, the Kamala. <laughs> today is today. Now that does sound like her drunk. Yes. And yesterday was today, yesterday. <laughs> you're losing me a little at the yeah, end they're there. still it, so fun i know they need a slightly better deep fake because her, her she sounds a little bit different a <laughs> little bit different yeah tomorrow will be today tomorrow that tomorrow was really that was foster brooks uh, zone there that tomorrow yeah so live today so the future today will be as the past today as it is tomorrow. See, they got that tomorrow right. They're very close. Yeah. Drunk or high would be the question, Captain Oblivious. Now, maybe it is. Maybe that's how she sounds when she's completely high. But I think she's always completely high. So I I think you that know, was. Think she, what's she high on? though? That's the question. What is she high on? I think she's a big time uh, marijuana person. Well, then we have to consult with Adam. Isn't right. He? Right. I mean, because right? I'm same, not. I don't know. But he doesn't but, sound that way, you know. So he never sounds that way. He never sounds that way. So I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe some people can handle their high a little bit better. Maybe. And I was looking for the Sam Kinison clip, and I thought that it would be easy at this point to just put in any line that I would want to find of Sam Kinison and immediately be able to find the audio. But that's still not where we are as a, you know, come on, that technology, we need this. We do. So you're talking about this is Sam dealing with a heckler? Well, Sam with, um, I was looking for the line because during one of the two-hour folk hour before No Agenda, the great Fletcher was imbibing a little bit, and he was asked to read a message in the troll room, and he's like, nope, easier said than done. That's, he, was a, he, was a little, he was a little in, uh, in the clouds, as they say, in the grass, okay. as they say. All right. All right. And I wanted to grab the sam kinnison iso and i have to go back because i believe it was on his first album mm-hmm. where he comes out with the line of hey you wouldn't be high by any chance would you 
<laughs> and I'm like, that would be perfect for all of Fletcher's shows. That would be a perfect drop just to throw in there. Sam Kinison, you wouldn't be high by any chance, would you? And the greatest was if you could just add a little bit of the Sam. I can't even do the laugh. The really high pitched laugh that he would get at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I I was at a club one night. I can't remember the comic. It wasn't Kinison, some comic. And it was like, the guy's like five minutes into his set. He's really hitting his stride. And then this whole party of like nine people came into the place and they were, they weren't tiptoeing around. They were kind of noisy. Right. And this guy goes, he stops his side. He goes, Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming Uh, Can I get you something like a fucking watch? (laughs) (laughs) You're a little bit late. (laughs) Again, seen that Miranda Lambert. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Show some respect. And if yeah. you're coming in late, don't don't come in like a bull in a china shop. Right. Tiptoe in. Yes. Now, I do have a clip here. This is Joe Rogan and Tim Dillon talking about the upcoming presidential election, which I thought was fairly interesting. Okay. Him running again in one more year from now. There's no way. How? Newsom is coming up and trying to run. Um, there are other people that are circling. I don't think he runs again. I can't see it. I don't see it. How do you think they get Kamala Harris to step down? Because she's rightfully, if he steps down, you know, until some. If Kamala some, Harris cannot say a sentence. It's uh, almost, yeah. She's almost worse than him. She Something. talks in like gypsy curses. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was the That's best. That's a good line. Uh-huh. I, like, I, like, I like that line. <laughs> We had to follow up your uh, Kamala deepfake with that. She talks in gypsy curses. <laughs> That's great. It's like that. So yeah, I'm like that. I, that is the best explanation so far that I've ever heard of Kamala Harris. Yeah. Kamala Harris cannot say a sentence. It's uh, almost yeah. she's almost worse than him. She something. talks in like gypsy curses. <laughs> when they ask her something, she'll be like, "My grandma." Obviously, Rogan really thought that was funny as well. He did. In yeah. like gypsy curses. <laughs> when they ask her something, she'll be like, "My grandma said that a hive of bees is still bees if you if you bury it." And you're like, "What the fuck?" Is this bitch saying? Gypsy curtains. That's how she speaks. <laughs> the woman is uh, has no idea what's going on. But again, Washington inside, they're just like, you were a, a DA, you were a cop, you'll keep your mouth shut. Don't you want to be the first whatever race you're pretending to be president today, Indian, black, whatever works? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they got to get rid of her. They got to get rid of her. What they should have done if they wanted to win, George Soros should have backed up the money truck to Michelle Obama and said, listen, you are going to run because people like you. They like you. It doesn't matter, you know, about any of the conspiracies. Maybe you are Big Mike. Who cares? What? But you are going to run this goddamn country. I can't country. believe you went there. You're going to run this goddamn country. That is the wackiest conspiracy. It's a wacky available. conspiracy. Can Wackies. I make one point for the people that are on the side of it? Yes. It is weird, but I don't think she's Big Mike. Okay. It is weird that she does, there's not one photo of her pregnant, but maybe there is. Is that not weird? Maybe well, it's not weird. I don't she's know. She's a public person. Why would you want photos of her pregnant out there? I understand that, but it's. I just maybe it is weird. Maybe it's not weird. Maybe it's not weird. Well, also when she had her kids, were they private or public? Like when was that? When he was a senator? I don't know. 
I just know that he was a senator, right? Yes. Before he became president. For sure. So I what, law school, yeah. Senate? I have no issue because I want to live. I have no issue with Big Mike. I don't what? care that they killed that sex slave in Martha's Vineyard. That's what happens to sex slaves. They drown in ponds. That's what happens. You fuck the ruling class, you drown a pond. That's what happens. If you get your, your little mouthy, you go into the pond. Um, <laughs> okay, what? Okay, the, the uh, okay. Captain Oblivia said this was a great episode. What was Joe on? Because he's obviously on something really good this show. Well, Joe's high a lot, and I'm surprised that Dylan or Joe didn't find a way to connect the dots between the Obama chef and Mary Jo Kopechny, who drowned uh, probably uh, less than a mile from that location. I mean, Martha's Vineyard isn't a very big place. You you don't want to get into the uh, water. No, don't go in the water. Don't. I don't have a problem with it. I have no problem. I think it's good. I actually think it's good. I think it makes our country fun. I think it makes us unique. I think Putin and them are scared of that shit. <laughs> they do it all the time. I think Putin and the Chinese are like, you know, they don't, you don't know what's going on there mm. because there we got, they got people that maybe they're men, maybe they're women. We don't know. I think if it's not real, make it real, put it out. Would it be anything better than hurt the DNC, whip her cock out and go, and I'm big Mike. The Chinese would oh. lose their mind. The Chinese would give up. They would give up. <laughs> If Michelle Obama took her cock out at the, at the Democratic <laughs> National Convention, the Chinese would go, we're thrown in a towel. We can't compete with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Maybe I won't run for governor of California. I don't think you can anymore. Maybe it's a bad idea. Yeah, not that state. It's not a great idea. But I bet you get in like Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, I could You know, just fucking Jackson Hole, get yourself a nice spread. Oh, yeah. I could Decide definitely. Decide to become the governor of there's, Wyoming. There's definitely a small town that would elect me mayor. 100%. 100%. 100. Yeah. Yeah. I would not want to run for office anywhere. Does Tim Dillon get much work? I don't know. I am not oh. that familiar with him. I mean, I've heard yeah. the name. A I've lot of people to seem it. to watch his stuff and like him. A lot of people love him. Yeah. Which makes sense. How much work he gets. Because he's funny. Wow. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. was hilarious. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, and, and you're saying stuff that you know is exactly the kind of stuff that they would have been removing from X or mm, Meta yeah. back in the day or now Meta for sure, but X, you know, before Elon. Sure. Maybe, maybe a little less now, although you know that's still not, uh, it's not a place for speech of freedom. Let's not let's not forget that Rogan's on uh, on Spotify. So uh, for now, wow. yeah, for now, yeah. <laughs> it's like for how long? I don't know. Yeah. Now is oh, it would be interesting to see if this episode is still on Spotify. There's some uh, there's some interesting stuff there. Very. Yeah. Well, he, I you know I I I think that um I think that uh, Tim's wrong. I think Newsom's absolutely going to be the guy. I I predict that. Before Halloween, um, they're going to find a way to sideline Joey, uh, maybe a little stroke or you know something. There's going to be some health issue, and then the Kamala thing. I mean, they've got they've got so much dirt on her. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So they can they can basically just puppeteer her, and she's going to decide you know for the good of the country. Uh, what I want to spend more time with my family or taking speech lessons, whatever, something, right. something, and and doing uh, gypsy and curses, doing gypsy curses, yeah. And Newsom will be the guy. There's, there's no doubt in my mind, but we'll see. Which I can see 
I don't know if this has ever happened because I think most people, if you make it to vice president, your goal is to be president. But they still have to have a, a, a convention, right? And and uh, and nominate her for and if, so, if yeah, right? well, unless unless she gets in with Biden, and that was what they were afraid of originally. But you know, if Biden has to go somewhere before the next election, then she is in there. If he gets reelected with her, and on day five. Then she has two. She has four years. There is no yeah. other. Yeah, you know that's the issue. But I'm not sure Kamala wants to be president. Although Joe Biden has changed the job title. Joe Biden, without a doubt, has been the president that has not been seen more than any president in my memory. No doubt. Yes. Donald Trump was out there speaking a lot more. Barack Obama out there speaking a lot more. Yes. Clinton, same thing. George Bush, the younger and older, Reagan, all of them. I don't really remember Carter, but everybody else was not hiding in the basement, was not on vacation 80% of the time, did not have a blank schedule Mm -hmm. almost every day of their presidency. So, yeah. The reality now is I don't know what the job of the president is. If if you can do it where you just don't have to speak, because if Kamala Harris has to speak to the public on a daily basis, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Joey was just on vacation again at his crib at the beach in Delaware. And somebody asked him what he had to think of, of the uh, the Maui fires. And he fucking said no comment. How the fuck do you have no comment about that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I do have two clips on the Maui fire. Thanks to the clip custodian. Thank you, clip custodian. And now the question being asked, could anything have been done to stop this tragedy? The island, home to one of the world's most comprehensive siren systems, most often used to warn of possible tsunamis. The Hawaii Emergency Management Agency confirms none were activated. And now a class action lawsuit has been filed against Hawaiian Electric, alleging the company failed to de-energize its power lines in the lead up to the fire. Stop. The New York Times is reporting that the town's Stop. Waters- yes, yes. I'm, I suspect that the same um, company uh, got the contract for the Maui sirens that did for the security cameras at Epstein's cell. (laughs) Yes. And I think this again is complete incompetence because I don't believe the people that live there wanted the place to burn down. Probably not. Yeah. Though there are some people that are now using the theory well, there's a lot of rich people that would like to buy up this land, and now mm, it's going to get cheaper. Yeah, now will yeah will that be able to happen? Mm. Because there are some interesting things that happened around here, yeah. but as No Agenda pointed out, this is not the first time there have been fires in Hawaii, especially Maui. No, no, this is something that had been warned about for years especially for this area yes now there's some more in the clip here that'll talk about this let's get through this and then we can kind of dig a little deeper and the new york times is reporting that the town's water system may have also failed with firefighters unable to find hydrants with enough water pressure to fight the flames which is bad that's bad the water going out the electricity now when you're dealing with things is You probably know because living in California, there's a lot of wildfires. Hell yeah. 
a lot of them have been caused by electric lines. And if there's electric lines where the fires are happening, things are not good. No, l- and that's all. That's almost always the cause. It's it's the first. The, the Santa Ana winds are unbelievably fierce. They can whip through the canyons in excess of 100 miles an hour. They tear down the power power lines. They spark it. Off you go. And what, what those aren't done by those are are um, vagrants and uh, arsonists. Because there's, the odd thing is in Southern California, there's almost never lightning. Lightning is very rare there. Very rare. So that's that's what causes. And in this case, in Hawaii, the winds were whipping up because of a hurricane that was offshore. Yeah. This was also exactly warned about as well. But we have some boots on the ground here. We were fighting. We felt like we were winning. We were keeping it at bay, keeping it off of the properties. The water shut off. Even the firemen that were patrolling couldn't refill their trucks. Now, who put this music in Clip Custodian? Was this actually in the, the news coverage? I'm curious. The fire just grew. The sparks started blowing over, and, and it just beat us in the end. I don't know. You're standing there with a hose, and there's nothing coming out, and you see the fire coming over, and you see parts of your house starting to take, starting to burn. And you just feel you're kind of defeated at the moment. And you're going, why? You know, <laughs> we did everything, and all we could think of was, we have no water, we can't do anything. Jump in our cars and skedaddle, get out of town. You damn well have back to. In the morning right. And see the place all burnt down. Yeah, and that's the boots on the ground. Now, I'm not sure what happens in a system like that, because I think most towns have your fire hydrants and that what would cause a failure that you go to the fire hydrant and nothing is there i don't know it almost sounds like sabotage right because i I would imagine the pressure for those like most city waters from a central pumping station somewhere you know why would those pumps suddenly go off or fail it's weird right it shouldn't matter if the electric was out because the electric should go out when something like this is happening in order to try to keep more damage again power lines going down sparking things yeah but one thing i saw and i think this was a wall street journal article that i don't think i've seen anywhere else was talking about the vegetation in maui on how the island itself and especially in this area is now like 40 or 45 percent vegetation that is not uh natural not what would you say uh is not normal yes it's not indigenous to the islands okay and they said because of that the vegetation was much more likely to burn than the vegetation that would normally have been there because you know the vegetation that was there this happens all the time well, what's what caused that? Some some invasive species has come in there, like tumbleweed, or what? What the fuck? Why would that be? Probably, or people just you know they want their yards to look pretty, so they, mm. you know, you bring in this type of grass or whatever. But that was the only place I had seen that this was really yeah. covered. Like, well, this you know is one of the reasons for this happening. Yeah, you know, besides well, the fact. Last time I was in Hawaii was in the late 80s, and I was in that town, Lahaina. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. And it was really, 
that section of it was very lush, tropical, like, you know, like rainforest, kind of jungle-like. It's not the place you would imagine would burn very easily. Right. So. You wouldn't think so. And now, no. again, the way people are reacting to this, there was a story the next day that there was a charter company that had people, you know, 30 yards off the shore that were still doing the, you know, diving, you know, snorkeling kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And people are like, they're snorkeling through the dead bodies. And I'm like, we're, I don't think that's accurate. You know, I'm sure people died in the area there, yeah. but I don't think they were literally swimming through dead bodies. Yeah. But, hey. And, <laughs> but, you know, this was the thing too now uh, that was, uh, I think it was Paris Hilton. Oh, she was like partying like 30 yards away after, you know, the day after or something. It's like, well, what are people supposed to do? Right. Right. I mean, I'm guessing maybe the Hilton family wrote a check, but what do you think Paris Hilton can do? Do you think she's supposed to sit? She's a party girl. You think she's going to sit around for like, well, I'm going to, I can't party because people lost their homes two days ago. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. And the charter company that was out there said, you know, and of course got hate mail. They got death threats, everything I'm sure because somebody posted this. And it seemed like it was some uh, bitch on X, which is not uncommon at this point. Right. And they came out, even though somebody jumps to these conclusions, because this is the me, me, me attitude that everybody has. Yes, it is. The people, and I don't know what is accurate or what is not. I'm just reporting what I read. And the people from the boat company said two things. One, when this tragedy happened, we offered our boat to the authorities, but it was not the correct type of boat that they thought was useful for what they needed. Mm-hmm. The other thing was they were going to be giving all of the money brought in from these tours with the tourists to help the town. But now that has to stop because some asshole mm-hmm. was like, Oh no, they're bringing people out into the water where people died. Yeah. Uh, you know, the typical as, I mean, nothing in Hawaii is cheap. It's really a fuck. You have to be Paris Hilton to live there. Right. Gracefully. You know, yeah. Really. And, um, people go over there, even, even from LA, you know, it's, it's about a three and a half, four hour plane ride and everything's very expensive and so forth. And people make, re, re, you know, two weeks vacation, they make a reservation in advance. And what are they supposed to do? Tell all those people, fuck off. There's a fire, you know, two miles down the road. We're not taking you out for some snorkeling. Right. They have commitments too, but this is the way. You know, the, the proletariat thinks, the Bol- Bolsheviks, how dare, you know, everybody has to share in my suffering, you know, everybody be as emotional as I am about this. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, you know, you're, the, what you're going to do is actually going to hurt those people because you want to be, right. you know, the big blowhard that thinks you know what's going on. It's like, and you don't. Always. But yes. the truth does not matter anymore. Does not matter. Now, I do have a clip here. This was uh, our, our folks over at uh, Sky News. Did you realize they found the woman from the plane that was, oh, those motherfuckers aren't real. Remember her? Very well. And you know what, Darren? I was going to use this clip, but in my hotel, I, it, like, it popped up like on my feed, I guess, moments after it was discovered. And I had pretty good Wi-Fi at the last hotel in Mississippi. But it just, I just got the spinning wheel. So I, I'm guessing like the servers were so overloaded <laughs> with people watching this that I, I could get like maybe eight seconds into the clip and then it would just stall. So I did see it this morning and it's a great clip. I'm glad you've got it. And I will say in advance, 
uh, I think that Tiffany, Tiffany Gomez is her name. Right. Um, she spent some serious dough on hair and makeup. I mean, her eye makeup for this thing is extraordinary. Holy shit. Oh, I did not see them interviewing her. That I would, I no, need no, to no. get. What, no, it's not an interview. It's just her sitting in front of a computer, I guess, or you know, on camera talking her to her apology. Is that what you're going to play? Her apology? No, I don't have the apology. I just, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I need I'm that. I'm my mouth here with no, with no <laughs> info. She's a really good looking chick. And like I said, the, the job that was done on her eyes was very impressive. So that's all I got to say. <laughs> but this is the uh, Sky News okay. coverage. We've got to talk about this. They found her. They found the woman who almost broke the internet with her plane meltdown. No one knew who she was, where she'd gone. It gave birth to so many conspiracy theories. Let's first have a look at that viral clip of her meltdown. I'm telling you, I'm getting the f off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the f off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f but I am telling you right now, that mother f that mother back there is not real. And you can spit on this plane and you can die with them or not. I'm not going to. <laughs> Now, the woman in the video has been identified, and sorry, conspiracy theorists, the, the reason for the outburst seems to be rather mundane, apparently some argument about wireless headphones kosher, uh, but she has uh, fascinated the internet for, Wait, for weeks stop, now stop, after yes, that footage yes. went what, viral. Um, there we Darren, go. yes. What did, what did she say about the the wireless headphones kosher? What did, what did, she, what did she say? I yeah, are something about the wireless headphones being kosher, and I don't know if what? they meant like kosher in the kosher way or something weird with the wireless headphones, something... Hmm. Uh, because the account I read, and it, you know, it could have been totally fake, but was that she was sitting next to some guy that was like completely covered in tattoos, like eyeball tattoos, and she said, "Who are you?" And he said, "I'm Satan or some Lucifer or something," and he freaked her out, and she that that triggered it. But I don't know if that was true or not. Well, that's possible. But thanks to the clip custodian, we have the apology clip here. Let's run this. Hi everyone, it's me, Tiffany Gomez. It's me. I love that. Isn't that great? It's me. Reminds yeah. me of that Seinfeld <laughs> episode. It's me. It's me. Like everybody knows. Everybody knows who you're talking about. And thank you, Clip Custodian. Thank you. Hi, everyone. It's me, Tiffany Gomez, probably better known as the crazy plane lady, which is completely warranted. As you know, I have been unwilling to speak on the viral video, but I do finally feel that it's time. First and foremost, I want to take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Got to take full responsibility. Wait a minute. Are you running the second clip under that? or, or I think they clip? ran that under that. This is part of the audio. <laughs> like they're running it while she's talking, which it's like, come on, That's this great. is not That's good. <laughs> People with attention spans are like, I can only listen to one thing. I can get both and I'm not a multitasker, but I'm digging it. Believe it or they cannot. Distressed or not, I should have been, I should have been in control of my emotions and that was not the case. My use of profanity was completely unnecessary and I want to apologize to everyone on that plane, especially those that had children aboard. 
Can't imagine going through that and trying to explain to your kid what in the world just happened. We all have our bad moments, um, some far worse than others. And mine happened to be caught on camera for the whole world to see multiple times. I'm telling you. Sorry. They're running it again. I love it. I love this. It's been really comical for everyone. Um, and I have highly enjoyed so many of the memes. On the flip side, it is very invasive and unkind. And I don't know what I would do without the love and support of my friends and family. They are loyal to a fault and I don't know what I did to deserve them. Um, sorry y'all. I hope that I can use this experience and do a little bit of good in the world. And that is what I intend to do. I hope that you guys can accept my apology and I can begin to move on with my life. Yeah, I like that she says she likes some of the memes and the... Yeah. But I can I mean, understand it's a, it's a little invasive, yes. I accept her apology, but I, I would have loved an explanation more. I mean, I, I she drew a ton of hate. I saw so many people who were fucking rich. Why isn't she arrested and charged right. with a crime? Eh, all this fucking shit. Hey, you know what? Whatever. Maybe she dropped some bad acid. Maybe right. she just, you know, had a bad, whatever it is. She freaked out, but she didn't hurt anybody. She didn't kill anybody. Well, arrested, why? You know, people have done far worse shit on airplanes than that and not been arrested. That was kind um, of the question in the, uh, the, from the Sky News. And let's continue on with this because they're like, well, you know, she lives in a really nice neighborhood and maybe in a $2 million house. Right. She's another yes. VP of marketing. I wonder if uh, Bud Light might want to hire her for her creative <laughs> skills. That's really <laughs> funny. Um, I'm a bit lost. I don't know how thinking there's an alien sort of links to headphones. I, so I'm, I, I can't know. keep up, but it's. I don't know. Like we try to find if there's something deeper there. Are there too many substances in plays or like toxins in the environment that's leading to a certain level of crazy or just some people well, are crazy? Apparently the antics went on for some time after that. Everyone had to get off the plane, get on. She refused to leave the airport. She kept trying to get back on the plane. And somehow she isn't not facing any charges. As you know, if you misbehave on a plane or at the airport, they're normally very grim consequences, but she's That's actually um, not facing it. That's a whole other, and I think she's fascinated because she's attractive. Apparently, she's just well off. She lives in a two million dollar home she's in Dallas. Executive, yep. executive, so um, <laughs> that I think played into why it fascinated the internet. And yes, we know we have unequal application of the law for people. Not that I'm advocating she should, you know, yeah. Have no, no, we don't want her locked up, but it's just yeah, <laughs> she's very lucky that there are no pending charges. And uh, that's the Sky News coverage. And the interesting thing was there were a lot of people commenting on one of the articles like, oh, yeah, she was just afraid she was going to get fired, man. That's why she came out. And I'm like, well, not if she works for a marketing company. Yeah, She did something that every marketing company is desperately trying to do every fucking day. And that is go viral. Sure. So really, the reality is. All she has to tell every client from here on out. No, I was fine. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. You see how how many views I got? I can help you. I can help you get your business that kind of views. Yeah. I'll tell you what was interesting, too, is 
guys were in love with her. I mean, she's a good looking broad. There's no question. She's, she's definitely attractive and holy shit. They overwhelmingly like the men were just yeah, go crazy later. I, I want to know you. I want to feel you're crazy up close. You know? Right. That's, that's how they were running. And, um, you know, the, the purple hairs, they, they, they were, they wanted her locked up. They wanted her burned at the stake, I think. So, yeah. Well, I could see being on, well, going on airplanes, freaks a lot of people out in the first place yeah a lot of people take something whether it was prescribed or not which is the worst possible thing you can do is you know take your you know buddies ambien or whatever you're taking to relax during the flight but you mix that with a little bit of alcohol i could see yeah something like that and i don't want people you know somebody that makes a simple mistake like that you don't want to see the book thrown at him, especially in the society of today where assholes are walking into Nordstrom and stealing a hundred thousand dollars worth of shit and not getting prosecuted and spraying the security guards with bear spray first. Nice. How about that? Yeah. So this is a little bit of a different case. I don't see the reason why, no, you know, you would want to throw the book at somebody. We need law and order, but if you're like, okay, we get it. You did something stupid. If it wasn't malicious, there is a difference. I think intent really does matter. Well, you know, I did a show about it. Um, it was four or five years ago. Now you may remember um, some guy, an elderly guy refused to give up his, his seat on a United plane. And a couple of apes came on and beat the shit out of him. And it was on video. Right. Was that the, uh, the Asian guy that was Dr. Dow? Yes. He was, he was, he was a physician. And, um, I did an entire show on that and, um, nobody ever, those guys that, uh, that lumped him up, they were, they were never arrested. Nothing. No. And, uh, Captain Oblivious wants to know if she was pointy, the, uh, the crazy Uh, airplane lady, you know, she was, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't classically razor sharp pointy, but I, you know, she was a good looking chick. She, I would, I would definitely give, say that she was, you know, at least moderately pointy, but you know, the, her performance and the, the, the vocal altitude she reached with that was, it was, she was up there in the mini ripper uh, range. It was amazing. Um, so all those things contribute to the fact that, uh, you know, I, I'm on her side. Just a little <laughs> sharpening. She could be pointy. There's no oh, question yeah. about oh, it. Well, she was, you know, in the, in the video I saw of her apology video, the way she had her face done was definitely in the pointy zone. No question. So, you know, well, she was probably like, well, okay, I look not that great in the other one. So I'm going to really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're yeah, trying my, to. My, daughter, my daughter's comment when I saw this one was, of course, of course, she's named Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this our, your daughter showing some hatred for Tiffany's all over the world? Of course, she's named Tiffany. I'm not Buffy or uh, yeah. Betsy or something like that. There's, there's got to yeah. be way more. There's got to be worse names than, uh, oh, yeah. than yeah. Tiffany. Yeah. And sorry to all the Buffies out there. Yeah. Well, that was a great line from Diamond and Diamonds are Forever. Maybe that's what popularized the name when, when uh, Sean Connery first meets uh, the uh, best Jill St. James John. Bond. Yes. The best James John. Yeah. The real James Bond. Um, she says, My name is Tiffany Case. And he goes, hmm, it's a charming name, you know. And then she goes, yeah, my mother was shopping there when I went into labor. That's why. <laughs> and, his, and his answer was, well, I'm glad for your sake it wasn't Van Cleef and Arpel. 
So, <laughs> hey, yeah, they don't write them like that anymore. No. And they don't write them like this. We are uh, here looking pretty just for you, everybody. Yes, we are. Planet Rage is a value for value podcast, which means we put them out there. They're not bound to pay while you get to enjoy them and then decide how much sanity, how much value you get from listening to this show. You can put a number on that. Go over to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the options are there. And we have a few people to thank for today, including our buddy, Harry Pilgrim, who has been a guy that's been streaming sats for a while. He came in with $25 for this show. Thank you, Harry. And I appreciate that he came in for a random thoughts, the rock and roll pre-show and grumpy old Ben's, which means he loves everything I do except the show with Gene. And that's <laughs> just right up there with a lot of people have that same feeling anyway. So, I mean, check out unrelenting uh, if you want. Check it out. And then coming in at $20, the one, the only Dame Slamey. Oh, I love that name. She says, thanks for the M apostrophe FN rage. So, I mean, it's okay, Dame Slamey. You can say the motherfucking rage. <laughs> yes. You don't have to censor <laughs> on our account. No. Says, love you guys, not just because we're all Irish, but it helps. So, ah, there's ah, that. Thank you, Dame Slamey. Also, a big shout out to her husband, Sir Duchink whose birthday is today monday august oh, happy 14th birthday Woo. happy happy birthday sir yes happy birthday sir Duchink. and i liked in the last time we read one of her notes here on planet rage i said that she liked you better than me so then she donated to random thoughts so i mean that's <laughs> if all i have to do is be like hey you like larry better i'm gonna have to keep doing that you like larry way better than you like me there's no question about it <laughs> Our buddy Tim Heasel coming in with his monthly $10 a month. Thank you, Tim. And Captain Oblivious, I went to go see like the last uh, donation from the last show. And this was the one before the last, but I'm like, wait, I don't see Captain Oblivious on the last show. So I obliviously missed Captain Oblivious on the last show with his 555. Oh, well, glad we caught that error now. I know I'm surprised I did because it was just weird, a weird thing that I found it, but it is appreciated. And sorry that I missed that one on the last show. And then we do have a couple of boostograms that were came in before the show. Of course, our buddy CSB uh, with the 15,033 Satoshis. And he has a message here. Let me read it. And I'll try not to do it in my uh, shouty voice. <laughs> Howdy, Darren and Larry. Are your listeners looking for a creative escape? Probably. Tell them to check out www.csb.lol, where CSB brings y'all unique and engaging cartoons that are sure to brighten your day. Don't miss out on the fun and inspiration. Just visit www.csb.lol now. Yo, CSB. Now, see, he's getting the ad things down because now he's calling to action and saying to do it now now do it now operators are standing by right or just it's a very limited time offer yes get to www.csb.lol or you'll miss out on all the fun yes uh memes 1137 came in with one i'm sorry memes 1337 came in with 1337 leet boost to sustain the rage another quality episode well done fella so he might be listening to a different show <laughs> oh come on take, <laughs> I'm sure. take the w <laughs> Take it. Take the bow. Thank we will, you, sir. We will definitely do that. And uh, 
We had a couple that came in during the show here. Let me pull that screen up. And the streaming sats since the last show, Harry Pilgrim, Dale Jr. and Eric PP. Those are always fun to see. And I like to see more and more people jumping on that bandwagon to just streaming the sats as they listen. The winning the artwork for No Agenda the other day. Now I get to see that the No Agenda, when I won the last time, Yes. I think I made with the, cause they give you 5% of the show's take, which is beautiful. If you win oh, the art, really, I didn't know that. So wow. That is no wonder you're so damn busy. You're I know so when it comes greedy. to the, well, I haven't really, have, it's only my third one of the year, but this is the lightning take, which is, you know, a small portion of what no agenda brings in. Cause no agenda brings yeah. in a lot, the old fashioned way. Now this is the Duracell battery one. Oh right? yeah. That was yours. I love that. It's great. And I mean, I hope yeah. this isn't giving away the, uh, you know, the, the secret sauce, but that is because I can pull this up right here. That brought in 213,546 Satoshis at the 5%. So there's nice. a lot of Satoshis going around in the, uh, for the no agenda show. Now I know I could ask you for a loan when I need one. <laughs> when you, Hey, if you need millions of sats, I got it. <laughs> Dollars got it, that I have nothing, but the sats, <laughs> okay. they are there. All right. Yeah. Then we need the, to pull up the planet rage ones that just, came in there's oh, there's got to be a better way to figure out everything as it comes in but this is it's still they're still working on all this kind of stuff now i see that we have just in the uh, troll room i see the just now the clip custodian boosted a hundred thousand satoshis that's oh a lot you, more than csb's pittance of fifteen thousand and thirty three <laughs> and he's going to take that the wrong way now i know he's he going to take the, why did you say that Darren? for fun now, if you can get up to 150,000 for the next one, CSB, that boom. Yeah, that would be good. And uh, no uh, note there. And the clip custodian, I mean, come on, buddy. You're giving us the clips to play. You're giving oh, us God. the links immediately. And then you're sending in a, a big boostergram, a big boostergram without the gram. We love this guy. Thank Eric, you. Eric PP is uh, streaming while he listens to the show. That's cool. And also, as the show started, the clip custodian came in with 11,111. So that is, oh, now that's a row of ones overall then. Oh, so that's yes, 111,111. Wow. I love it. That is very much appreciated. And I thought I saw another one pop up during in the, uh, in the troll room, but I don't see it here in contract. So if I missed it, let me know. But we appreciate everybody who has supported the show. Show number 90. I looked the week before. Halloween. So I think that is the 23rd. Unless uh unless something happens, that will be our 100th episode. So oh, that should a, be We got to plan a big fucking party for that one, Darren. Really beat that drum loud. Uh-huh. We see this is uh, I always forget. It's like the marketing in advance. Yes. We don't want it to be like, "Oh wait, we're at show 100. Shouldn't we have done something?" Yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. We got to so we'll figure that one out, but we appreciate we everybody. Will. For supporting the show, for giving us the time to listen to these shows. I know I'm having a lot of fun. I think you are, Larry. Oh, hell. I I broke, uh, you know, I broke my ass to get here in time. I, you know, had this thing set up seconds before showtime. So, yes. And it sounds good. That is the beauty of the. That amazing. My my $80 Samson mic and this. I don't know if there's, I'm sitting next to an air conditioning unit. So that might be putting some (laughs) thrumming. You know, some background, but, um, you know, I've been working, actually, I've been working the mute button 
on this very hard. I, I think I cut out sirens went by. Ambulances, so. <laughs> hey, it is Nash Vegas, to, baby. Yeah, I'm trying to be uh, proactive here, so I hope it helped. But everybody can go over. If you want to help support the show, planetrage.show slash donate. And uh, it's all very much appreciated. Do you know what are you doing? I got another show. I know you've been doing these on the road and there's been some interesting yeah. stories. Yes. Well, the, the other one was the last week was pretty, pretty crazy. It was just like, uh, I, 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 my, you know, I moose had just this, this, this tectonic nuclear uh, epileptic seizure that I thought was going to put his lights out. And I was actually, it happened just a brief time before the showtime. And I was just so upset. I couldn't do anything else. So that's what I talked about. But yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but there's always an adventure on the road. Now, as you said, I'm in Nash Vegas. Uh, God knows what I'll have for you Wednesday. How about you for, um, uh, for uh, random thoughts? I am not sure. It's always, it's always a a good guess. And I will say with the whole Miranda Lambert thing, I flash back to the bluebird cafe where if you think you can show up, act a fool and do whatever you want, because you bought the admission, go try that. If you even talk during a performance, they will kick your ass out. I love it. That's what more places should do. It's like people are actually here to hear the music. Yes. So God bless the Bluebird Cafe. I'm guessing that's still the way it is. It's been a few years since I've been there, but you can almost I'll always check it out. find a good show. You'll find a bunch yeah. of songwriters sitting around doing a guitar pull. Oh, yeah. yeah, that place is, is uh, world famous. Yes. And rightfully so. It's where the real musicians go. Well, not the real musicians, but the, the songwriters you'll find yeah. there. Yeah. And I love hearing somebody do a song that was, you know, number one on the radio and they do it in a completely different way. And they're the ones that wrote it. Cause that's Isn't that cool. Yeah. Nashville gives it a little different treatment, man. There's no question about it. No, no. So go over to that Larry get your fix, find out what Larry's been doing on the road, go over to random thoughts and then meet us back here next week on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, same yeah. rage time, same rage channel. Indeed. U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit.